Athletes Unlimited has some new star power. Lexi Hull is here to talk about her role there. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and happy Tuesday to you. I'm Howard Megdahl, founder and editor of The Next, where you can follow our coverage every single day, 24-7, 365 at thenexthoops.com. And I want to thank you for making us your first listen at Locked On Women's Basketball, where we cover women's basketball six days a week, every day, Monday through Friday, on every aspect of the game. And Saturday is for WNBA draft coverage as well. So make sure you're subscribing at YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And I got to say, you know, somebody who covers this space on a regular basis, Lexi, you have given us a chance to cover just this year, college, three on three, the WNBA and Athletes Unlimited as well, where you were one of the most intriguing players, in my view, added to the AU roster. So first of all, thanks for being with us. And second of all, tell me about your journey to get to Athletes Unlimited and what led you to this spot. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited um, for this. But in terms of Athletes Unlimited, I knew when the WNBA season ended, that I had a decision to make, whether that was going to be go play overseas or stay in the States. And Athletes Unlimited kind of gave me the opportunity um, to stay here, train, and then still be able to play competitive basketball before yeah. next season. So um, super excited when that opportunity came up and just, you know, really looking forward to getting to Dallas in February. When you think about your year, I mean, it's a little bit different from what a typical rookie year would entail, right? You know, there's this no stopping that's been part of playing professional basketball uh, in this country for a long time, that you're going to play in college, you're going to play right through uh, to the final four, Stanford tends to insist on that, and then going on to the draft, you're into camp a few weeks later, but as soon as that ends, you're going overseas. And I just, I wonder for you, when this opportunity came up, was it a feeling of relief? Was it a feeling of, you know, that that world is changing in a way that it hasn't for, you know, even predecessors uh, at Stanford, you know, people like Erica McCall, who have talked about this extensively? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that go overseas and absolutely love it. Um, and they really like the opportunity, you know, to travel, see the world um, and play places they never have the opportunity to necessarily go to without basketball. Um, so for me, I it was really a tough decision because it, I could have gone overseas and played. Um, but I think for me, I am such a family person, someone that really likes to be close to home, um, see my friends, see my family. And I knew that going overseas, I was going to be, um, I think, sad. And I'd really miss, you know, being close to my family. So being able to stay in the States, be close to them um, and still play and train and get better this off season. Um, when Athletes Unlimited kind of came up, that, was the perfect avenue for me because I was able to do all the things that I, you know, really cared about and really wanted to do. From a developmental perspective, how key is it 
that there is this high level of competition right here in the States. You know, you know, a thing that um, we've talked about this on the program time and time again, there is no G League at the WNBA level. And a lot of times, even in the W itself, being able to develop is somewhat limited by minutes you're able to get on the floor. You know, so to be able to do this at this moment, when so many people talk about it, you talk to front offices, they say that jump from year one to year two in your professional life is so critical. How much does that play a part, you think, in you get into being the player you want to be at the pros? I think it's super, super beneficial to be able to play five weeks, six weeks of games against high-level players. And then also, like you said, have those minutes actually on the court to gain confidence, gain experience. Um, there's a, there's a, this year in the Athletes Limited League, there are so many really talented players. And so I think that's something that I'm super excited about to be able to play with and also to play against every single game, people all be playing against or with in the W this year. So I'm super excited just, you know, to be able to gain confidence playing against those players. There, I, I don't feel like I can't share this in the next slack there was always this level of excitement when you were able to get minutes during the w season we were able to see you develop and and grow as a player i know obviously you know having that wrist injury plays a part in that as well but did you feel as if when i think it was early july i'd have to go back to the game log where you started getting those opportunities on the court and and you were showing what you were capable of doing we, we all know it from being able to see you play you know at stanford and even before that but did it feel to you like you were able to kind of prove something A and B, does it feel like something you're going to be able to build on here at AU as well and kind of continue that story? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like towards the end of the season, I was really getting more comfortable gaining confidence. And I think that comes with just playing, um, playing against the players. And I think when I had my wrist injury, having an opportunity to sit on the bench and just really soak up um, watching and try to learn as much as I can and try to figure out, you know, where I can um, add value when I was finally out there again. Um, I think that was super beneficial for me. And then, you know, also just getting those, those touches, getting those shots in games, getting, you know, minutes, um, to play just to, just to be able to feel myself and get back to kind of what I feel like I do really well. Um, and I think hopefully having the opportunity to play in February leading into, um, training camp will be super beneficial for me. There's a quote by Tara Vanderveer. I just want to read out because I think it's interesting in the context of the ways in which your game has manifested itself this year. You truly could not ask for someone to do more for a team than Lexi Hull has done. She has been the engine that's made us run. And so, you know, anyone who spent any time around you guys saw that year in and year out. So then the question for me becomes, how much of an adjustment is it for you? You're in an AU context where, and for those, and my listeners should know about this, it's, it's a really interesting concept and it's an individualized point system. But like, how does that change the way you kind of think about going about playing in a basketball game? I mean, I think for me, I've always been a team before everything else. So I don't think even with AU kind of having a different formula, I guess, and um just kind of, a, it's really changing the game. I don't think I'm going to go into it any differently than I go into any basketball game. Um, and I hopefully, hopefully that translates into the points at the end of the day, um, trying to be, you know, just as well-rounded as I can and, and help whatever team I'm on win. I think that's, you know, my goal at the end of the day and we'll see at the end of it, what that looks like. Um, 
but I don't think I don't think that I'm gonna change the way I play or you know um, try to focus on one thing more than another. Um, just hoping that by the end of this AU season that I can be a better basketball player, be a better teammate, and um, being able to just say that I've grown through this experience. AU does reward a broad base of skills. And so for, I, I can't imagine there are any listeners who aren't familiar with your game, but the six one, the length, the being able to defend, it, you know, all of that should translate over. It's one of the reasons why I know that, and, and I don't think it's unfair to say this, Lynn Hull was giddy at the chance to be able to draft you and bring you in in Indiana. Do you feel like a, that level of excitement is something that you carry into year two. You had this group, this half dozen rookies uh, coming through and being able to be part of it. And then is there also a part of you that feels ready to be able to show even more of what you're able to do here as you head into year two in Indiana? Yeah, I mean, I know at the end of the season, our team was disappointed, obviously, with how we performed um, this year. But I think more than anything, all of our all of us rookies are just super excited to get to next season now that we kind of have one year under our belts, know what to expect and really show that we can all get better. We can have a better season. And I think we're just super really like like Lynn is, you know, super excited for what the future holds for the Indiana Fever. And then especially getting the first time ever first pick in the draft. We're super excited for that, too. Um, just be able to see where we can take this program. And imagine who can say who that first pick could be. It could be anyone who. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I mean, who, who's to say that it's somebody uh, who's a big at South Carolina? Well, I, 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 I want to talk more about uh, your encounters with also your Indiana teammates in other uh, realms, including, of course, three on three. Uh, going to take a break though first and talk to you, uh, the listeners, about prize picks. And the thing about prize picks that you need to understand is you pick two to six players. If they go score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times on your money. It's just you versus the projections. But here's why I think it matters to our audience, because WNBA is there. Women's college basketball is there. It is not one of these daily fantasy games where you only see men on the board. And so while I don't play it myself, it is something where we know opportunities for women need to be equivalent. They need to be equal and there needs to be the ability to engage fully in the same way that they do. So for me personally, that's why Prize Picks is important. You should go to prizepicks.com, sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you use the promo code locked on, you get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of one hundred dollars. Prize picks. All right. So we have gotten to, I think, half of the teams that you're going to play on this year uh, into. 2023. And we haven't even talked yet about your three on three experience. And again, so it just feels like at some level, your game, your experience this year has run the gamut uh, in terms of all these different ways that you're being able to get out on the court. Just take me through if you could, um, how meaningful that is, whether that's the type of thing that kind of helps eliminate fatigue because you could get tired just just reading about all the things you've done this year. Just what's that been like emotionally? I mean, I've never really taken time off. So I think for me, when opportunities came up, I, you know, it's always like, yeah, sure. Like I'll go to Romania. Why not? I'll mm -hmm. go to Miami. Why not? Um, 
and I love playing. And I think that's the best part about the game is being able to um, keep playing and play different people, play with different people, see new places. Um, so yeah, it was it, this off season. I thought it was going to be, oh, I'd go home, spend a month. Um, but I really haven't been in one place. It feels like more than seven days. So I've been all over the place, um, which I don't think I'd change for the world. I've, I've loved this the last few months and so many new experiences, so many new memories. The three-on-three -three game, again, listen, you, your your broad base of skills makes sense. In the five-on-five -five context, it makes sense in AU, of course, when you're on a team but playing individually. But three-on-three -three just seems particularly built for it. Is that your feeling about it? And just what were your impressions of playing it? Uh, you know, you played at an elite level, playing for USA Basketball. Um, you, you know, just what was that like for your game specifically? I mean, it was it was really, really fun. Um, three on three basketball is such a different game. It almost feels like you can, you know, think about five on five. But then when you go to three on three, you have to really change your mindset. Um, it's so quick, so physical. Um, and the game is over like in an instant. We had games that finished in six and a half minutes. I mean, it's it's so quick. So you have to be really locked in. And I felt like that's something that um, I feel like I do pretty well is lock in and really focus. And that really helps um, for three on three because you can't take 10 seconds off because two baskets can be scored in that amount of time. Um, so it was a lot of fun. And I think it really does help, you know, get me better offensively and defensively because you're involved in every single play. It, I've, I've heard other people who play describe it as it's like five on five fast forwarded. Yeah. And so, you know, as somebody who kind of you, you've always brought that intellectual element to the game as well. Does it feel that way? You know, you talked about slowing the game down. Is it a, a, a more involved process of having to slow it down uh, intellectually, even as you are playing the game physically? For sure. I mean, because there's only three people on the court, there's so much more space to work with. Mm -hmm. But also you're you're forced to the, the shot clock so much shorter. So you're forced to make plays, call out, you know, actions way quicker. So it is definitely a, a more intellectual game, I think. I'm not going to make you choose who you preferred playing with, whether it was Liz or Emily Enchler, because I, I, in the same way that I wouldn't choose between my children as to who was my favorite. <laughs> However, I do wonder just more generally, do you think this game rewards uh, a wing like M more than it does a big like Liz, or do you think uh, it really varies? I just wonder, you know, because it is still such a new thing in so many ways. Yeah, I definitely think that it, it varies. It's the game, are, the actions that we run, the plays that we run are different when you have someone like Emily in the game versus someone like Liz in the game. Yeah. But both are really good. So it's just kind of like what, it also depends on who you're playing. You know, if you're playing someone with a big, it's really helpful to have Liz in there. When you're playing with three really quick guards, it's better to have, you know, quicker outside people. Not saying Liz is very good defending those people. So, I mean, it really just depends. And both are really, it was really, really fun to be able to play with them and to be able to have, you know, teammates in both of those um, locations. And do you think that helps you guys build? You know, you guys obviously got uh, a fair amount of minutes on the floor together in a way that extended beyond even what you were able to do in Indiana, where, you know, you had, you know, your season uh, shortened in some ways, obviously, by navigating that wrist injury. Do you think that helps? Do you think that carries over into, you know, into training camp next year in the season? 
Yeah, I, I think so. And I definitely hope so. Um, it was great to, you know, build not only chemistry on the court because you're reading each other so much in three on three, but also we had a chance to hang out more off the court. And so it's exciting to kind of build those friendships um, and see that carry on into more years down the line. So it was I, I'm really fortunate to be able to say that I got to see them this offseason and even play with them. What was your favorite moment with them off the court? Um, you know, just hanging out, going to get dinner, hanging out. Um, in Romania, it was super cool because it was pretty much just the team there. My mom came for um, it as well, but it was just us, and we got to go explore and travel. Miami, you know, a lot more people that we know were there, so mm -hmm. it's close as of a unit. Um, so both were, were really fun, but, you know, just those moments where you're just hanging out, chatting, um, getting to know each other better. Your mom is an elite Twitter follow for all things whole based, by the way. That's throughout the next Slack. Everyone um, is in agreement about that. I, I want to take it back to AU um, and talk a little bit about just the experience ahead. So take me through how it's been described to you, you know, when you arrive at Dallas and, you know, what what is kind of that on-ramping for playing here for the first time? So I'm pretty sure we'll have, you know, an orientation for all the new players. Um and then I think we'll get into practice and games. And I'm not exactly sure how the first draft will go, um, who will be those first team captains. But after that, every Sunday, new teams will, will be formed, new teams will be picked, and there'll be an opportunity to meet people, play with people, try to understand people's playing styles, and um, just have fun playing the game that we all love. Are you a fantasy sports player? I ask that because obviously this is kind of a real world opportunity to do that. If you ever get the chance to draft, uh, I, I believe it's for highest points. Um, and I love that there's this weekly draft with it as well, which is loads of fun. Um, but is that something you like to do and something you're excited about? I have never been into the fantasy sports world. I can say my boyfriend and my dad are big, big fantasy football players. So I'm sure they'll have their um, say and they'll be texting me all their top picks, but um, yeah, I mean, hopefully I can have that opportunity one of the weeks and it'll be super fun. It's definitely a new new way of basketball, new way of, you know, forming teams. And I think that's super exciting to give us, give the player the opportunity to to choose. Is there a matchup you are particularly excited about when you look at this AU roster? Again, it's star-studded up and down. You know, for me, as somebody who covers the college game as well, Part of this is also just seeing the excitement of players who we know were elite college players who in a WNBA with a proper amount of players and teams would be professional players playing here as well. So I'm just wondering, you know, as you've looked over it, if there's anyone kind of popped out to you and say, oh, wow, I can't wait to battle her. Well, I'm just super excited to be able to play with and play against the people that I've already played with. Um, sure. So my teammates from the Fever and also, Dijon A. Carrington, who I played at Stanford with for a couple of years. So super excited, you know, just to be able to be around them again. It's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see. I do want to talk to you about Stanford a little bit. Um, I do first, however, want to let people know about another of our sponsors, which is Bet Online. Bet Online, which is the place where you can go to bet on all things, not just men's sports, women's sports as well. You can get NCAA women's odds. You can get the WNBA odds as well. There's an opportunity. I remember Gina Oriema five years ago saying that there will not be true equality until we get to the point where people are able to bet on women's sports the way they do on men. So you can go to betonline.net and you can also get basketball, 
pro football, college bowl season coming. It is all there. Fastest and easiest way to get that info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. And where the game started on the women's basketball side this year was that epic early season contest between Stanford and South Carolina. I'm just hoping you can take me through the emotional ups and downs for you watching that game and even just how you process seeing this program when you're not playing in the program anymore, which has to be a, a strange feeling in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so that was actually in Palo Alto for that game. Um, and I remember it was so emotional because we went to my sister and I, Alyssa, Jerome, Anna Wilson and Jordan Hamilton were all there. And we went to breakfast the morning of the game mm -hmm. and we we're just talking about how like, we were all so nervous as if we were about to play the game. Like we were so excited, but we're like, oh, we just really, you know, want them to win. We really just really cared about it as if we were still in it because we were just in it, you know, like not even long ago. So going into the game, we were just so emotional. Um, and when we walked in, it's just so weird going into a game where you used to know every single thing. You knew every every piece of the scout. You knew everything, the game, every part of the game plan. And then when we got there, we didn't know anything. We're like this. We're like so out of the loop right now. What's going on? So um, it is weird to kind of be back and be watching something that you used to be so involved in. Um, and so exciting to watch players, my teammates from last year, how much they've grown to this year and to be able to watch the freshmen come in and have immediate impacts. Um, so it was super awesome to watch. And I was super proud of them for the way they competed. Obviously, the end of the game, it was it was a roller coaster. We were off of our seats. I think my like whole body was shaking. My heart rate had to be at like 180. I was losing my mind, um, but it was so fun. And I'm so proud of them and super excited for what the rest of the season has in store for them. Cause I know, you know, it's so early and I'm so happy that they had the opportunity to play such, such an incredible competition like South Carolina. No doubt about it. A classic for the ages. Well, no, not playing at Stanford anymore, but anywhere and everywhere else, basketball is played you can find lexi hall and make sure you check her out next february at athletes unlimited lexi always appreciate your time thank you very much for being with us to our listeners make sure you tune in tomorrow we've got claire duelius the just named general manager of the minnesota lynch she'll be joining us to tell us all about it until then i am howard Magdal, wishing you a wonderful day You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball.